if I ever won the lottery, oh. what would you do? I'd buy us all sweet home somewhere. And we'd make this one last final podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> one final podcast. Where everything goes. The final wisdom, and it's just four hours of drinking. Ash is there. Ash yes. is there, and he's getting drunk. <laughs> and we don't have to censor him. And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you Welcome everybody to episode 29 of Here Comes Some Wisdom I'm Carter I'm Brent And I'm Trevor 29, that's pretty sweet, hey? I actually didn't even know it was episode 29 (laughs) Me neither, I had to think really hard before Oh well so Trevor, you uh you played a big concert yesterday, hey? Oh, you're a jerk. Yeah, I played last night. Big what massive the, to the what millions. One of the premier venues in Toronto. Yeah, it was a good place. We had yeah. a we had an extra special, awesome sound man. Who, oh uh, really? Oh, oh. We, better than last time. Oh, he's great at his job. He's the angriest person ever to live, <laughs> though. Like, he makes me look like a bucket full of babies and roses. <laughs> Holy moly! Not that you would put, put babies in a bucket but you know but if they were in one yeah we played Lee's Palace it was pretty good times pretty good times so you know did, did you talk to the audience at all during your set or is it just all about the music uh, I think we talked to a couple people like thanked them maybe that was it just said thanks and we don't really do the, the chit chat in between songs oh you, you got to connect with your audience you got did you mention the podcast at all you had a pretty big I was wearing a here comes hand? I was wearing a here comes some wisdom t-shirt you have one and you have not <laughs> actually i just carved it onto my chest with a broken piece of glass i did that well and for some for some behind big... no for some behind the scenes stuff here when trevor told when trevor linked us to an article about the venues that he's playing at and they were like some of the top ones in toronto this is what we have to deal with with carter carter's response digs up the dates well this article was from like one year ago it's now out of date, and so they're further not. down the list. So that's what just, we have to deal with. Carter's the fact checker. Yeah, just being just funny, bringing people, having to bring people down. Well, okay, the article can't was you in two thousand. I can't be happy for you. Jealousy runs through these veins. Mm. So why didn't you mention the podcast? You had the crowd just eating out of the oh, palm of your yeah, hands. Right. You were like Mick Jagger up there in front of the <laughs> stadium, and you couldn't throw us a bone and say, "Hey, when you're buying my albums on iTunes." Why don't you check, check out, out this some wisdom? Podcast. It's free. Yeah. So I've always got, I've always got podcast love. Okay. Episode well, 29? Mm-hmm. We got some good stuff coming Does this 29 week. 29 stand for anything? <sighs> nah, 30 will be good. As a number, I mean. Not is as 30 an good? How is 30 treating you guys? 30's all right, man. Yeah? Okay. Well, the show's going to be all right. 30 is the new 40. <laughs> and with that, let's start. Um, I moved to Toronto a while back, and I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the big city. My biggest complaint is there's too much stuff. <laughs> okay. I like, I like to keep things simple, but for music, you can't really be playing anywhere in, in, in your small hometown, right? It gets a little old, so here it's a little more yeah. fun. But yeah. 
if I ever decided to move home, one thing that I would really, I think one of my favorite things about Toronto that I, I would miss is uh, the homeless people. Yeah, there's not too many of them in Dauphin. I enjoy a good hobo. <laughs> I, uh, Are you talking about got, killing them? Or no, <laughs> no, no. I'm talking just like, they've just always beatings. got an angle. You know, and they keep you on your toes. You're a little bit scared when you're walking at night. You know, you got to like, pay attention or or they we, always got to work you. You got to ignore them. You got to think about how you're going to ignore them. Or maybe you crack down once in a while and you give one some money and you got to like get your hand in your pocket as you're walking down the street. I like mm-hmm. the hobo atmosphere really brings a lot to the community, I find. Okay. There's even uh, there's even these three I call them like triple trouble, the the three amigos, and it's like one homeless guy that wears shorts and no shirt or anything else, another one that wears tight corduroys on a bike, and his other buddy looks like he's out of foobar, and the three of them <laughs> hang out there like three hobo. But it's basically the three of us, but do hobos. They have, do they have a podcast I can subscribe? Who would be to? the one on the bike? Me, I bike a lot. Carter, you can't bike, can you? You can't I tie biked, your shoelaces. I biked with my dogs yesterday. What if your shoelaces get caught in the in the, in the gears, Carter? <laughs> I tuck them in. I, I don't look good <laughs> when I bike. I got I my t- jeans tucked in everything. <laughs> you tuck in your shoelaces? Oh, I tuck in everything. <laughs> your junk? What are you talking about? Wait, take it to the next level there. <laughs> Jeez, so I'm, I'm the hobo on the bike. Okay. You're the hobo with what? Uh, I you said shorts. Jean I'd cutoffs? like to just be the just the jean shorts hobo. Red, runs in the family. Brett, right? you're the foobar hobo. Sorry, retrograde. That's right. Okay. So I love a good hobo story. Mm-hmm. Do you have one? <laughs> Something recently happened to you, hobo related? Okay. Otherwise, why would you be bringing it up on the show? I just love hobos, but uh, okay. no. So I was out at Starbucks with a friend. Oh, ordering? Were you ordering what you order? Yeah, that's the ice venti black tea lemonade light ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we were sitting out on the patio, and this this hobo who's a hipster, a hipster hobo. Well, because they look the same, right? That's kind of the joke, I guess. Lately, is that homeless people look exactly like hipsters? <laughs> There's a good yeah. website we could find that compares them. Okay. And uh, it's kind of the what's your excuse kind of situation. Like you see some hobo and then you see a hipster walking by <laughs> and they look the same, except the hobo is mad at the hipster because it's like you have money and you want to live like me. Yeah. Anyway. And those clothes are like $100 a shirt and stuff. <laughs> hipster gets <laughs> to look like the homeless guy. He's like, I can hook you up. Yeah. And so. Who's your tailor? The, um, <laughs> the homeless guy is dressed like a hipster and he comes up to us like, first of all, we're not on a date. It's like an old friend. And so he comes up to us, he's like, hey, are you guys on a date? And we're like, no. He's like, that's awesome. He's like, I go on a lot of dates, too. We're like, what? He's like, ah, yeah, I've got all these girls, and, you know, I want to take them out on dates all the time, but I just don't have any money, and I want to take them out for something nice, because, you know, I like going out on dates, too. I've got lots of girls that I want to go out on dates on. And we're like, uh, he's like, so so, so do you have a dollar or anything you could spare me so I could go out on some dates? And the girl gives him a dollar. He's like, thank you. You know, it's for love, you know. (laughs) <laughs> and just like walks away I was like that's the best angle ever though for love cause I, I just do hey, no, it's, no, it's just like hey man I'm, I'm a dirty hobo but I get mad women like I gotta like beat them off with a stick can you give me some money so I can like take all these <laughs> hundreds of women that are lining up to jump my hobo bones apparently like I just need a buck you know for love man or for like how is this guy getting all this action first of all <laughs> he's just it's just that's improv. He saw two people out and he stuck. 
That's his is date it? line. I so guess he so. Doesn't, he doesn't just have the one angle he works. He can adapt to the situation. Mm-hmm. Basically. That's the art of being a good hobo. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Damn it. I know. It could have just been like a hipster who has hopped up on coffee needing more coffee, so he needs some coffee money. Yeah, but he's got all these mad girls he's got to take out on dates. Or Starbucks has raised their prices. Brent, but you're yeah, right. probably mad dates. Brent, you're right. That guy totally adapted. Mm, he's a chameleon, yeah. <laughs> hobo chameleon? Wow. This guy's good. I should have gave him a dollar. But you didn't. Now I feel bad. Uh, If if you guys were hobos, what would you do there? Do you have any begging strategies? I just want to be a busking hobo. I might actually be a busking hobo pretty (laughs) soon. So that could be. I know I have busked with you at at Dauphin on Main Street at like 2 in the morning. And we did get some money. Some guy in a green Camaro and his buddy. Just ripping up Main Street. Didn't stop, they throw threw pennies in, in your face? Yeah, and they just threw out the entire change container at us. It was <laughs> sweet. And we were just like on hands and knees. Slurpees! Slurpees! Yeah. I'd like to provide a service, sweet. I guess. Just a simple thing like wa- water on a hot day. <laughs> Who's going to drink hobo water? Get bottle meningitis. Of, I've seen how, <laughs> so you're going to sell, sell bottled just sell water? Bottle, yeah, sell Sealed? bottled water. Sealed bottled Brent, water. Brent, I, like st- I like your style. A little bit of a convenience charge on that, hey? Yeah, you have to give some. It's a fair price, though. Cheaper than a store, I'm sure. Yeah. So you buy a 12-pack of water and you sell it for a buck a pop? Mm-hmm. So you clear seven bucks? There you go. Problem is... Everybody's you know happy. what, though? At least you're working for a living, Brent. I like it. I, th- I think I'd play on the sympathy of, of, of bystanders. Yeah, you'd, you'd have, have your dogs and You'd have dogs and cats just huddled just, all yeah. around. I just had three, like, baby puppies in my house that i had to bottle field feed and stuff like that and let me tell you like anytime any person sees it they're just like they'll do anything for the puppy so it'd be like yeah, can i can have a 50 and they'd be like is it for the puppy i'll be like sure is <laughs> and people just open up that checkbook yeah so you i think could get, i think that's my strategy you could get those pet folks pet folks are a special group of people they like you're either if you're a pet person that's gotta get you like that almost gets me sometimes and you see the animal there and it's like mm. puppy needs surgery or something oh no hmm. um <laughs> Brent you were telling me you got some new uh, potential teaching supplies sent your way what were they about kids getting to know the homeless better so <laughs> so it was a group gave you a package of lesson plans or something potentially mm-hmm. that you could maybe if you chose to implement in your classroom about getting to know the homeless more so what were some things they could do it focuses on one little girl who became friends with an now ex-homeless guy oh she helped get him off off the streets so it had the two of them hanging out and she seems like she's the focus of the group oh we'll call her kimmy okay so you follow kimmy through her experiences with this hobo yeah maybe get to know one and get to know one of your own interesting so Maybe you could do that with your class, Brent. Maybe just go take a bus and go to Winnipeg and go down to, like, say, Higgins and just say, hey, everybody, what I want you to do today is just make a friend. (laughs) And uh, if they have Facebook, that's great. Add them. Maybe we can start a Facebook group, a friend group. Um, Everybody, you have eight hours. And if they want to come home, that's okay. You can bring them back on the bus and... We're going to learn more about the, the homeless people. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad idea. Sounds I couldn't, like a... I couldn't see it going wrong. 
Sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> what, could, what could go wrong? Everything. <laughs> Timmy, here's a shotgun. Go play with your brother. Timmy's started using heroin. <laughs> oh, no. But the parents signed the consent form. They can't do nothing. That's right. Once there, was, that- yeah. there was a youth group here who was raising money to take a trip to, like, it was described as South Central L.A. Okay. Just to help out there, just to, like, go work the streets. So, you know what's? <laughs> I you, did donate a bunch. I had to donate to that because you had to send those kids to <laughs> South Central just to get there. Hey, friend, <laughs> I will chip in for this. This is good. Open the purse strings, then. That was. Do you remember my angry uncle Brent, the one that used to drive around listening to the Gunners, and basically was just Dennis Leary, but with more weight on him <laughs> they would just scream do you re- i don't yeah. know if you were with us that day yeah I w- well there is about five of us he picked us up for summer he was nice enough to do that when he drove around those- in a truck and then screamed at women on the street because they had tattoos no, he, he screamed at kids oh, who yeah. were like, spice dressed girls like gangster. Are, spice girls are dead honey no because they had t- i do remember that <laughs> spice yeah, girls are girls- dead honey because <laughs> yeah, they had a tattoo yeah, the girl had a tattoo. He looked at me and goes, Spice Girls are dead. <laughs> and then another guy, there's a group of gangsters. He's like, I will personally pay to fly you down to Los Angeles right now looking like that. You're coming home in a body bag. <laughs> and we're like, how old were we, Brent? Like, still in high school, right? Yeah, and he was 40-ish. <laughs> He's taking us out for a, a, a cruise to see Winnipeg as he swears at people that are not like him. Oh, I love that guy. It, best education he ever received in high school. Spice Girls are dead, honey. <laughs> I can just see a 40-year-old guy yelling that. Have you ever had one of those classes where part of your class credit was community service? Have you ever heard of that? No, not at all. I wish. Or maybe not. I don't know. It depends where you're going on this. Well, no, there was, there was a, in education, one of the mm-hmm. middle years groups had to go every Friday or something before his class at like six in the morning to a soup kitchen as part of their social studies credit. Huh. Like, what the hell? What's that about? Just basically so you can tell your students one day, you think you got it rough with homework? Yeah. I so worked in a soup you kitchen. You have to go, like, I know it. But being poor sucks. Yeah, don't have to tell me about it. Like, got it. Get, get it. You know, that's why I've been so scared that I'm in, you know, second year education. I don't want to be poor. I already got that part, you know. <laughs> oh, soup kitchen volunteering. Or you fail. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a mandatory part of the course. And it was like from six till eight. And then your class started at 830, except it was at the other side of the city. Oh, so, and, and Winnipeg's good uh, for traffic. You know what? The best thing about Winnipeg is the subway system. Yeah. And, you know, um, everybody's got a car who's in university. <laughs> no public transit for those people. Man, hobos. I was a hobo. For Halloween? I, I was a hobo for Halloween, but I was, mm-hmm. I was a, in a play like two years ago as a hobo, like a one-man thing where I was a train-hopping oh. hobo. I totally forgot about that. Nice. Was this in Dauphin? Yeah. Okay, I saw a play at Dauphin about 10 years ago about a train-hopping hobo. <laughs> but it was starring oh, somebody father. else. <laughs> I don't think it was starring you, though. No. I don't know. 
What was it called again? Some some wisdom that I real that I saw today. You should all yeah, get okay. out this. You should get out of the city sometime and check this out. I was running down some back roads, and there was some hay bales stacked up. Now stay with me. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a hay bale recently? These uh, farmers now have got skills. These round this round bale was yep. so nice. Oh. So pretty, like it was shiny. First of all, it looks someone had lacquered it up or something. Nice, just smooth, nothing sticking out, and like just Aren't, wrapped so minute, tight. Wrapped so tight, it looked like you could cut it out, piece out, and be like corduroy jeans or something. So it looks like, like sushi, kind of. Huh? You could cut like shredded wheat, like sh- shreddies out of it, or like mini wheats. Yes, that tight. Nice. Aren't they on. using like giant saran wrap on them or something? Not yet. You said no. shiny, and there's nothing. Well, sticking you get out. the hobos That's to lacquer them. No, Carter, that's the point. There was not plastic around them yet, but thank you. Okay, okay. so these so are just, just beautiful saying, bales? Yeah, I'm just saying bale technology has improved in a big way. Check it out sometime. Huh. Any bale stories, guys? Just jumping on them at my cousin's farm. Awesome. I remember at Halloween when I kicked an old man in the throat when he scared me. I ran and hid behind a hay bale for like two hours. Um, I also remember... I was allergic to hay, and I grew up on a dairy farm, and we had hay fields to feed the cows. And uh, so my dad decided he would build us a hay bale fort to play in, and I was allergic mm-hmm. to it. And he'd be like, go play in the fort all afternoon. And I'd be like, Ugh. and I'd come back, like, wheezing and dying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun. I did have to bail. Uh, I had a had random be- job bailing for some na- somebody that I'd never met before. I lived a few miles away from me on our farm. Okay, just so go square ba- Yeah, square bailer. No idea how to use the machinery. Remember every day it would start off working and slowly I'd break it down until like by the end, the buttons to lift it, to turn or something like that, like all the peat, yep. all the stuff, all the hydraulics would just not work anymore. And I'd just drive it, into the, drive it into the ground. <laughs> you call him like, yeah, I'm done. Done. Come back again next. Yeah. Come back later and it would be okay. <laughs> Bail technology. Now, the most important question Round or square? How do you prefer your bales? I prefer square because I'm old-fashioned. That's what we had in our farm. So, I like the round. The round are nice. Yeah. The one. Do you guys remember the giant, like, outside of Winnipeg, the giant, like, alley of hay bales? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just all rats now or something? <laughs> Apparently, there's, like, billions of rats that live in the remnants of these hay bales. Some guy, like hoarded hay bales for like a decade and then couldn't sell them and they just rotted into the field mm-hmm, and it's just mm-hmm. like rat heaven yeah, what were yeah. the, it was basically half a mile yeah, yeah. Half, just a, bales. Like, half a mile by bales, half a mile of bales stacked. yeah and that's where two beautiful things met a tornado of fire do you remember when that burnt no. There was like a huge fire in those bales and it created, it was so hot and they were in these like wind tunnels that it created a tornado made out of fire that like lifted <laughs> a truck and like blew it up in the air. Really? Awesome. Wow. Seriously, you know you got it coming when a tornado of fire is coming for you. <laughs> oh. Johnny, Ca- and he's probably listening to some Johnny Cash ring of fire. Listen, and what's, going, of fire. and what's going on in Toronto? There's been hurricanes this week. Earthquakes? An earthquake? 2012, oh baby. 2012, baby. Mark it down. 
on your calendar there, Trevor. Giant oh, I didn't know where to mark it down. I didn't know what you meant. So for the last bit of time, I've been fascinated with salvia. Just the idea, not with actually smoking it. Carter, do you know <laughs> what salvia is? Carter, salvia. Carter, do you know what it is? After, after we talked about it on this podcast, I now know what it is. It's a bad okay. drug. Yes, but it's not. Is it, a, is it a drug if it's totally illegal? Do you think that's a... But it's okay, I guess, right? Oh, caffeine's a drug. Yeah. Ken, caffeine's a drug, as everyone says, right? Yeah. Sugar's so a I, drug. So mm-hmm. I guess it's okay. So it's legal. There's some... Travis it's legal because it's so bad that nobody wants to do it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's yeah. no goodness to it. No. Yeah, it's just the worst thing in the world, apparently. So I've been looking into it because if it's the worst thing in the world, it basically destroys your life. It destroys your world. That's the that's its claim to fame. So yeah. I want to look into some places, some salvia trips, and give us a report of the week. Okay. So, oh, right. Bring yeah. in the wisdom to the nation here. Yeah. So I like how they have each one has its own theme and like flavor to it. Okay. So this one is the universe had ceased to exist. That's the title. Wow, that's weird. Because last time we talked about salvia, I named the episode "The Universe Is Crumbling Up Around You" after your perfect. Quote. So wow, this- Carter, are you a salvia addict or something? You need to tell us. <laughs> yeah. So let's so, hear the story. Let's hear it. Okay. So I will use I just so I don't know just to say this person. This is not a personal story though, Carter. So you don't have to break me off and go <laughs> just. So you know this is this you? <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> We're not endorsing any drug use on this on this episode. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So alone and relaxed in my house, I tried some self. <laughs> Your house? Whoa. Okay, yeah. that's a good way to do it by yourself alone. Yeah. So go into the already. worst experience of your life. Yeah. That's gonna I work. I foolishly thought I was prepared enough, and it would be okay. So the result. The this sounds like something I would do. Yeah. I like how he's, he's, yeah. he preps us that this isn't yeah. going to go well right off yeah. the start, foreshadowing, from even from a salvia. So he's ready, okay. Yeah. So I took one hit and held in the smoke. Oh. That's all you need. Hold it in. Yeah. So the next thing, at the, next po- at the point where my memory returned, neither I nor this universe and reality any longer existed. I was, now com- I was now part of a completely different existence with absolutely no connection to the outside of it. There was absolutely nothing to help me. I was aware of every molecule in my body being pulled away from me, down to the left, towards a corner of a room. But I thought, okay. You know, so he's basically, every thing as it exists in the world has just been down to you as being pulled apart. So was every other Boom molecule Boom goes the universe. Me. Yes. There was a loud sucking noise and felt like everything was being sucked into something like a vacuum sealed machine. Everything was being compacted. My existence was no longer a fact to me. In fact, nothing existed any longer. Nothing existed. Memories were like dreams that were implanted, but definitely were just dreams. I kept saying I, but at this point there was no I, and I knew there never really was. I was no longer (laughs) an individual. So basically, like, instantly flash your whole life was a lie there was nothing the universe as you know it is dead and does not exist the nature of air like the the entire universal space is just gone the laws of chemistry and physics and this was this was instantly clear and very disturbing oh (laughs) he wasn't at peace with it he was terrified no it was like it was like yeah hey surprise everything is all just made up reality like here's the real truth everything ceased to exist yes so the name is pretty clear 
So I'll scroll down so there's parts where he has this realization that he's completely alone, that nothing, that ever nothing mattered to him, that it ever existed. So he started running. I didn't know where or why. I was not aware that I was running, just moving through a substance around me. I had no plan, reason, or rational thought. Now I can I skip just, ahead to where, yeah. Just had so, to move. Yeah. So things like gra- on, on Salvia, gravity, that completely changes your up and down because it doesn't exist anymore. So it's like you're pouring out of the door, you're not going through it, so that doesn't matter. So it kept running and running. Now, can I go ahead to when he woke up? All right. Okay, so there's, I'm skipping over like 20 pages of just okay. awful, awful stuff. But <laughs> suddenly, with no indication that anything started to subside, I was jerked back into, in horror, into this reality. Oh, at that, at that instant, yeah, I found myself hanging halfway out the bedroom window with the screen <laughs> busted out, trying to climb out and screaming <laughs> something like, Mama, why? <laughs> <laughs> I pulled back and fell onto the floor. Like, I was almost, I could almost cry. I was so happy to be back. But then it was about five more minutes before it was coherently to be back in this world. So when he was able to look around, he figured the whole time he'd been gone had been like five to ten minutes. His apartment had been destroyed. He'd been bruised up. He just started <laughs> running, like flipped tables, holes through walls, windows smashed out, and just had to go run it off. There's no gravity. There goes there goes the apartment. And the worst part, for a very long time, like it made like completely made him doubt if this reality or that other one was the true one. It's like okay, like this was like more real than this other thing. So maybe Salvi just opens him up to the real world. Left him like left him with some paranoid delusions for quite a while. What I think the new thing for Salvia should be is Salvia surprise. <laughs> okay. Where you go into public places with people you know and don't tell them and go into the bathroom and come out and just start going towards where you should go as soon as you take that first inhalation. And then you just sit down with your friends and they have no idea what's going to happen. And they don't know you're on Salvia or you just go you just go to a public library by yourself. Throw throwbacks of Salvia and just walk out and just go up to the front counter and see where things go. Mhm. I thought you meant surprise somebody else, some salvia, which would also work. Oh, just put in a cigarette? Yeah. Just go for it. Here, take this. That would be the worst, the meanest thing you could do to a person. Mm-hmm. That's like waterboarding. Yeah, here, your universe, it's done. You just smoked your universe. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for more updates possibly in the future. I need more Salvia stories. Because mm-hmm. they can go in all different directions. Because there's no gravity. Okay, guys. This is how we're going to end the episode, okay? Okay. I've got Salvia right here. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to take a hit of Salvia right now. We're going to try and end this episode, and we'll see what happens by the end of it. Trevor, okay? what is if this... <laughs> So, Carter, this was episode 29 of... Episode 29! (laughs) Of Here Comes the Wisdom. HCS dub. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're on Twitter now. C-mail! Oh, our email address is herecomesomewisdom at gmail.com. I haven't exhaled yet. (laughs) And 
Uh, we're, on Twitter. we're on Twitter now, HCSW Podcast. <laughs> so just search for, I don't know, HCSW on uh, Google, and you should find our Twitter feed. No, actually, no, you find hardcore software. I do not want to know what that is. <laughs> HCSW Podcast. No, we don't even find that. So... Go to the blog and I'll send the link there, okay? To our Twitter feed. Here comes wisdom.blogspot.com. Thank you that for is right. getting through this. And we'll... To, to all concerned parents out there, Trevor's not actually doing any salvia right now. It is, he is a trained theater actor. <laughs> so, no, we're really, we're really playing up the agriculture um, aspect of our lives. Well, that's we're a rural that's theme podcast, just, right? Just you know, yeah, just connecting to our roots. So, big news! It actually made national news. Portage La Prairie, little town, well, not that little. What was the last time total. Portage La Prairie made national news? Oh, when was the last time Portage La Prairie mattered? <laughs> so, what happened in so Portage? A farmer was I don't know combining or some crap tilling. I don't know and um combining or some crap <laughs> yeah and so just thunk he thought he hit a rock so he gets out of the cabin and uh goes investigates and what does he find on the ground not a rock a grenade <laughs> and he's like oh it just must be a dud or something oh so yeah shuts off the combine gets in his truck puts the grenade <laughs> in the cup holder in the cup holder like yeah. right by the slurpee Right next to the slurpee, and he's just rattling around. He's like, I'm taking this to the RCMP, the police station. <laughs> so he takes the grenade out, rolls into the police station, <laughs> with a, which later was determined to be a live grenade. And hey, police, boys. <laughs> hey, look what, look what, look what look I what, got. Look what I found in my field. He's a potato farmer, onion farmer. He's like, a metal onion. and needless to say the police station was evacuated before the army could take a look at this grenade which so they called in army called in the army and it turned out to be a world war ii live still live grenade good stuff but what kind of idiot see they don't make them like that anymore you know that's a quality grenade but what kind of idiot brings like a weapon into a police station (laughs) (laughs) they um Shut up. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? You brought a weapon into a police station? Not exactly. That wasn't exactly what happened. I think you have to elaborate. I'm, I'm, you've Fred, got this all you were there. Here. You were like, you were, I wasn't really part of this. I was a bystander mostly. <laughs> I might have been in a bit of it, but it wasn't my baby, Brent. You guys are making a movie. What was it called? Teen Police? Teen Cops? Huh? Mm, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brent, you there? So okay, it's the Teen yeah. Cops. So Brent was making a Teen what, Cops. What was movie. it about? Teen Cops. <laughs> okay, okay. All we all, all we were really concerned I with was the yeah. opening sequence. <laughs> when well, it's just a yeah opening police sequence where police walk out of the station looking cool. So Side somebody had asked. Was oh, that what it was? Uh, is somebody it, had asked a secretary at the local cop shop. Hey, can we film out here? They said yes, so I guess that meant anything went. <laughs> so when they say, hey, can we film, what does that lead to? That leads Weapons. to a bunch of boys with fake guns going into the police station. 
pointing guns. Pointing guns so that as they're coming out of the police station, it can be filming so it looks like they're cops coming out of the police station. So all these kids walk into the police station with guns. And then each of them proceeds to come out. Some of them walk out cool. Some of them come running out of the cop station with the guns doing barrel rolls over the hood of actual police cars that are in the parking lot. (laughs) And like... (laughs) Well, then what happened? You can guess. There's always constable... Tough no guy. fun. Constable, yeah. tough guy. Constable. Somebody looked out. Somebody far. looked out their window. Somebody looked out their window, and they must have been having a bad day. <laughs> and saw some kids flustered. having a good day. Saw some kids having a really <laughs> good day. <laughs> and what did he do? Well, you guys took a bunch of pe- yeah, took a bunch of people in for was it a mass interrogation? <laughs> yep. Everybody's going in. Took the camera. Kept the tape. Kept the tape. Even though we had permission, officer. He didn't have permission in. with Officer Tough Guy. <laughs> officer Too Far. So he comes in and he starts screaming at us. And we're going to put this in PG terms, basically. But he basically said that at the end of the day, he was going to go home and sleep with his wife. And he didn't care if he had to shoot you if it was a fake gun. I don't care if it's a, <laughs> if it's a black gun with a neon green cap on the tip of it. Because I'm going home to my wife tonight, boys. I'm going home! And he's screaming at a bunch of highs. What's our reaction at the time? Laughter to the point of tears, maybe? No, I think you guys are pretty scared. Mm, no? Maybe at the start, but we couldn't hold it in. Not when you have, <laughs> not when you have like four or five of the biggest smartasses there are all in the same room at the same time. You know what? If he would have separated us, Brent, what do you think? Maybe he would have got his point across. Mm-hmm. That could be terrifying. I'm sure that would be terrifying. Yeah, but he put a bunch of idiots in the same room together and started screaming about going home and sleeping with his wife. <laughs> and you can just guess how... Uh, how that went over. Yeah, we didn't think that was funny. We we still don't scream about that to this day or anything. <laughs> so, who brings weapons into a police station? Come on, farmer. We were doing that you know, 10 years ago. We, Carter? Carter, you were like tying your shoelaces and riding to... Work with your jeans tucked into your shoes. We were quick thing. You had to tie it all together. You had a good uh, something happened to you with a weapon and a farmer tied together, right? It was an old farmer and an old, old, old antique musket. <laughs> oh, where's this going? Oh no! In Trevor's elementary school, so they brought in a. They, it was what, just history day, so it was pioneer days. So my mom brought in, like, butter churns and old irons and kerosene lamps because my mother's a gypsy. And she had all her gypsy equipment that she brought in that we used to keep the house and make the butter. And uh, she brings it all in, and uh, Jason Jason Green's dad comes to class. And what does Jason Green's for Pioneer Days brings? He brings a musket. Huh, that's pretty cool, man. He brought a, a firearm to into an tell. elementary school to show and tell for Pioneer Days. Different now, times. This, this was in the 80s. Nobody really cared. All right, kids, I'll show you how you load it, how you would clean it. And he's got the, the barrel cleaner. He's like, all right, <laughs> that's what you do. And you, you would actually put the bullet down here. We won't do that. And so you clean it. And he's like showing us how to clean it. He's like, now, I, and we're like, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. He's like, well, there's <laughs> kids, there's nothing in here. Like, obviously, I'm not going to ring. So then what's he do? He takes the gun up, 
And he holds it up, and we're like, do it, do it. I kid you not, he points it at my teacher, who's an 80-year-old woman, Mrs. Izowski. This lady was old. He points the gun at her, and we're like, pull the trigger, pull the trigger, shoot the teacher, you know? And he's like, no, no I, I can't do that. Who points guns at people? You know, points it at the floor. Pulls the trigger. All of a sudden, all the lights are off in the school. All of a sudden, there's a big piece of the floor missing. All of a sudden, four tiles are, like, exploded all over the classroom. What? All of a sudden, me and all my friends are running to the tiles trying to pick up pieces of the floor and put it in our pockets so that we can tell everybody about when the guy shot the floor in the school. I guess there was powder. I guess there was powder in the musket, and the guy shot a hole in the floor. He br- all of the lights in the school broke on that wing. The floor above and below. He guy so shot a gun into the ground. He pointed it at the teacher in front of a room full of kids. He almost shot our teacher. Pure it pressure. It would have blown her to pieces. Wow. So the the lights went off above where he shot, or the floor floor below? The floor below and the room we were oh, in. Jeez. There was that Serious much of power like, in the must. It made national news. Really. Huh. I remember I had friends who were from Toronto that moved to to Dauphin and their friends in Toronto called them. They're like, Dauphin was on the news today. And I was like, yeah, that, that's the next door neighbor to our, our son's uh, class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pioneer days were never the same after that. No. With never as authentic. Was-